Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Does it get any better than Chicago food? From longtime favorites to newly opened locations, Italian beef joints to pizza places, burritos to sushi, Chicago's very own eats celebrates a wide range of food and restaurants in the greater Chicagoland area. Hosts Kevin Powell and Michael Piff welcome you into their daily food talk in the WGN Radio break room as they discuss their latest foodie adventures, their top five lists, the latest social media arguments, interviews with chefs, and conversations with local celebs about their favorite places to eat. This is Chicago's Very Own Eats. Welcome into another edition of Chicago's Very Own Eats. Happy New Year. I'm Kevin Powell alongside Mike Piff and... We kind of just wanted to catch up and recap what we did over the holidays and look ahead to 2024. Uh, maybe some restaurants we want to try. Um, but how? What? Uh, what uh, was on the menu for the Piff family throughout the holidays? You know, we uh, we tried to fit in a couple fun Chicago traditions, like going to Saga Nash. And because we were coming out that way, it was my excuse to finally go to Honey Butter Fried Chicken after nice. like two years. So it was my daughter's first time there. She loved it. Uh, they were great with her, and it was only like a 10-minute ride to Saganash, which you got me on to like three years ago. Yeah, they do it as, big with the Christmas lights. Oh, it's incredible. there as a kid. It's incredible. Um, outside of that, we did, because it was like kind of gift card season nice. in I, my family, and a Lou Malnati's gift card came across, so got to do a sit-down <laughs> dinner after uh, walking through the Lombard lights, which were a lot of fun, uh, so got uh, you know some fresh Lou's. It's just it's different when you sit in a restaurant. You can do it, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. How about you? Yeah, it was great. You know, we also had some gift cards uh, that we stockpiled throughout the year and did a big steak dinner at RPM, which Ooh, is really good. And I've always wanted to go. It's good to bring gift cards to a place like RPM. It makes it a <laughs> reasonable bill. After, <laughs> what uh, What'd you get? We had uh, we split a dry aged ribeye, and uh, we had some Brussels sprouts, some mushrooms, and some potatoes. Now they have tater tots there, but they're not like tater tots, which you would which you would think of your oh, normal tater on. tot. They're kind of like a little square fried tot, but it has it's just packed with so much flavor. And I've been there before, and it is a, a fantastic spot. So they treated us well there. So that was kind of kicking off our our Christmas. That was early December. Had a lot of beef in the month of December, Mike. There yeah. was a, a lot of beef. We did uh, prime rib on Christmas Eve. Uh, Christmas night, we had prime rib. We also had ham, and we're Polish, so we always have Polish sausage and pierogies, so we had some of that. Um, and then we also did one other family dinner where my dad did homemade Italian beef. You and I have talked about this. Yes. Sometimes people will um, throw like a chuck roast in a crock pot and throw some Italian seasonings in it and call it Italian beef. Mm-hmm. It's not Italian beef. I mean, it's beef with Italian seasoning, but have you ever been to a beef shop where they give you kind of shredded, fall-apart beef. I'm not knocking it. There's nothing no, wrong no. with it. But it's really not Italian beef. I mean, you're looking at more of a – it's like a crock-pot, chuck-roast Italian beef that you've kind of pulled apart and you put on a, on the bread. It's great. I've done that before. Right. But my dad has like a big meat slicer, so he actually oh. did the round roast and cooked it slowly to medium rare, and he put it on the meat slicer and sliced it really paper thin like you would get at a, at a beef shop. 
and uh, made the the juices and seasoned it and all of that. So we did uh, some Italian beef and some lasagna as well. And uh, it felt like just nonstop eating uh, throughout the uh, the month of December. Then we also did a New Year's Eve dinner with some yeah. friends before a con. Have you ever been to Club Lucky? Not yet. Club Not Lucky yet. is very good. I got a linguine with a red clam sauce that was Ooh. insane. So we did that, and then uh, that was on the thirtieth. New Year's Eve was a whole bunch of was a whole bunch of cooking at home. We did water chestnuts. My mom makes this water chestnuts wrapped in bacon, and then there's a sauce over it. You just kind of cook oh, it for yeah. about forty minutes in the oven. We did that. We did a liver pate. Uh, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's more of like a liver mousse, I guess uh-huh. I would call it. You put it over crackers. Put it over crackers with some raw onions, some some hard boiled eggs. It's my aunt's recipe, uh-huh. and uh, we we got it from her, and we made it at home, and it was delicious. So we kind of did some throwbacks, did a spinach dip. So did a big dinner December thirtieth. New Year's Eve was more of a lot of snacks at home and things yeah, like that. I got a little creative with my cooking around New Year's because I like to do that, kind of like around Super Bowl, where I like yeah. to make a lot of stuff myself. Um, I made these breakfast sandwiches. I've been craving. Do you remember White Hen Pantry? Yeah. They used to have the best biscuit sandwiches, like very underrated, pick it up before school, like going to high school, pick up like tin foil wrap, <laughs> uh, perfect melt on those, on that American cheese. Um, so I attempted to do something like that, homemade biscuit sandwiches, which turned out amazingly. Nice. We haven't made like- Did you make the biscuits? M- did not. <laughs> Pillsbury made the biscuits. Pillsbury made the biscuits. Pillsbury made the biscuits. Right. So it, it was still delicious. Uh, and then- I wanted to make my own bagel bites. Okay. Like, yeah. got the Thomas mini bagels. Yeah. Slice those up, put a little bit of uh, olive oil on top of that, spread some uh, some ragu sauce over that, uh, pepperoni, at least like three to four pieces of pepperoni, mozzarella on top of that, and it was mm, amazing. That sounds fantastic. We yeah. also did make on uh, New Year's Eve uh, shrimp stuffed calamari. Ooh. That was very good. Just get the calamari, the shrimp you saute in a, in a pan with, uh, I think we did some garlic, um, a couple other things. You mix it with breadcrumbs, and then you stuff the calamari, and you put a toothpick through it so it doesn't fall out. And then the red sauce was a lot of garlic, some chili peppers, uh, some capers, then your tomatoes that go in there, and you kind of just cook that down, and then you put the, the calamari in the in the red sauce. You let it simmer for about 40, 45 minutes. It's super tender. It's super good. It's really not that expensive. It sounds like it is, but calamari <laughs> and shrimp, you can get pretty reasonable. You're cooking for two people. You really just need to make a red sauce and and get some shrimp and some calamari and, and stuff it and let it just kind of braise in that red sauce for about 40 that, minutes. That sounds like my Italian side of the family's like up there out. Uh, it was so amazing. good. It was so good. I will be making that recipe again. Did you get gift cards for other things after the holidays that you're looking forward to trying? Uh, food-wise, we're yeah, talking about here? Yeah, I'm trying wise. to think or if we th- got anything food-wise for... You know, the month of January. Are you doing uh, dry January, Mike? You know, I've been going back and forth on this. I just... I lately, and maybe part of it's just having a, you know, 16-month-old at home. I don't drink enough to really justify. Got it. So it doesn't really matter. So it's like, uh, yeah, I, it's kind of hard for me. But I, I I commend anybody that tries it. I know you tried it last year. And got Yeah, real, we real did far. it last year. Yeah. We're doing it again this year. Yeah. Uh, after the month of December, all the eating and drinking, it's a, it's a good detox. Although next year I was talking to a buddy who has kind of a better idea with, Ooh. you know, the playoffs throughout January. He says he does dry the day after the Super Bowl leading up to St. Patrick's Day, I'm like, that's a really that good idea. That makes a lot more sense. That's like a dark time of year, you know? <laughs> like, 
Football is over. It's winter. It's ugly and gross outside. You might overcompensate. With you know, like January, at least we have the playoffs, to, you know, football to watch. Yeah. I'm like, that's a good, maybe next year. But I, you know, after the holidays, it's like, okay, I, I need, I need the detox. It my my detox is more like I need less bread and to maybe a little less red meat. There, uh, yeah. You know, I've I gotten away from what I was doing for a couple months there where I was really limiting that and, uh. I didn't gain much. I maintained, but I could definitely feel it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the week of Christmas, I had red meat four times because we <laughs> did the the prime beef, we did the Italian beef, we did a dinner, and got another steak there. So yeah, you really feel it when you're uh, consuming oh, oh, yeah. that much red meat. We got a gift card to Gordon Ramsay's out in Naperville. Okay, he's got a spot out there. So I'm kind of. We've talked about that before. Does it apply um, to his burger shop? Yes. Okay. I think it's. Kinda I've never like been. That. I walk by it every day, but it, and it always seems to be pretty full. Yeah. So I, I think we're gonna try that soon. I also my parents their new house in Lake Zurich. Right across from them, Fabio Vivi, Viviani, I think his name is, okay, is yeah. opening a new restaurant out there. So we've nice. got it's it's called Lago. He's got a few places in the city here, some in the suburbs. So we're we're looking forward to that one. And we do have Restaurant Week, uh, which is right around the corner, yes. which we will be discussing as well uh, coming up. Uh, I will say that uh, have, do you go big for the Super Bowl do, when it comes to cooking and and all of that, or yes. what, do you have staples that you I, like to go to? You know how people love to just overdo it for Mardi Gras. That's how I treat the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm also like the ultimate consumer, where like I definitely have to have a big bag of Doritos. I have to have a big bag <laughs> of anything. I used to get like the basics. You I used to basics. get like the stuffed crust Pizza Hut pizza because I knew it was going to run an ad during like <laughs> <laughs> during the Super Bowl. But yeah, or I try to find some fun new recipes. I have some like old favorites. Like I have a queso dip. Nice. I use Luke Stuckmeyer's old um, his uh, sliders recipe. That's delicious. But I need to find some new ones. So I think I might I might bug you for some recipes to try. Yeah, out. I don't know if I did it last year. I know I definitely did it two years ago, which was fantastic. Um, nachos, which we've yeah. discussed nachos before. Sometimes you get a nacho platter and it's great, but there's so much like. It's a mound of chips, and then everything is on top, and it kind of yeah. just falls around the side. And a lot of chips, you know, they get left out. There's, like, nothing on the chip. So I had been to a Mexican place before where it was each individual chip had the meat, the cheese, and jalapeno on top. I'm like, I need – and every single chip had that on That's it. perfect. So I did, um, I did a, a, like, a, a short rib that I uh, shredded and all mm-hmm. of that, and then we cooked the tortillas in oil, and I kind of – Cut them into triangles like your typical tortilla, but bent them up a little bit. And uh, I, I put the short rib inside of the chip, Ooh. put a little cheese on it, a little jalapeno, let the cheese melt, put it in the oven or whatever however you want to do it. And uh, they were so good. I'm gonna try that. I have to. This. Yeah, I, the, and you could. The night before is when I cook the beef because yeah. you're braising it for a while. You want to get it super tender and then and then tear it apart, shred it apart. Uh, and then you could piece it together on game day as well. But yeah, we always uh, we go way too big for the Super Bowl, which is <laughs> a lot of fun. But you know, there's so many recipes and so many different appetizers that you can make for the big game. And uh, sometimes you, you, we always end up with a lot of leftovers. I'll say that, which isn't the worst thing. I feel like Super Bowl leftovers maybe a notch better than Thanksgiving leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, I did make. You know what? I think I did wings last year, and I just made these this past weekend uh, for the Bears game. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're oven baked, so keep that in mind. But yeah. and it's you're look. It's tough to have, you're never really going to get like good sports 
wings, like sports bar wings at home. It's mm-hmm. just never going to translate. But straight out of the oven, these are the best I've ever had. You get the baking powder. You you put it all over your wings. Let them get dry. Make sure you already pat the wings dry with the paper towels. Put them on the wire rack, on the pan. You put them in the oven at, at 250, real low. Yeah. On the bottom shelf for about 30, 40 minutes. Let it render a little bit. Then for the final 40, 45 minutes, maybe even a little longer if you want, you put it on the top rack at about 450. That gets it real crispy. So in terms of like homemade oven-baked wings, these are the best I've ever had. I found this recipe last year, and I made them over the weekend. They were fantastic. I like a traditional buffalo, buffalo, so I just do franks and some melted butter in the pot and just toss them in there. But it's the meat is still juicy. It's tender, and there's some crispiness. So in terms of like homemade wings, mm-hmm. Uh, they are, in my opinion, really, really good and high quality. You know, and the fact that you put in the effort to make it makes it that much more rewarding, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only thing I didn't do was make enough. I mean, we made a good amount, but I could have mowed down like 20 of those things. So they were very good. Um, it is the time of year where it's like dark days of winter and we have playoff football. I love uh, corned beef. Yeah, Are you a corned beef fan? Big corned beef fan. So and I always save it for this time of year, too. I right. Like. And I, I just do it around St. Patrick's Day. But like this time of the year from January, like the countdown is on to spring. And I always feel uh-huh. like St. Patrick's Day gives us, you know, that uh, it's like, okay, we're, we're just about there. Winter's just about clear. And I love a corned beef. So I'm looking forward to that very much as well. Is there, are there some places you like to, like you have on your list, like I want to try their corned beef or I have to pick hmm. up from there? I know Manny's does. Well, Manny's is an obvious yeah. one. Um, I mean, I always make it at home. And, uh, you know, Carryman does a really good Reuben sandwich Ooh, okay. as well. Um, that's a good one if you're looking for one downtown. But I just love, the, I mean, the smell of your home with, yes. with, the, with the cabbage going and the carrots and the corned beef. It is tough to top. My, my mom's kind of the go-to uh, corned beef chef, at, you know, and she ends up making enough to send out to our house, to some other family. (laughs) I I remember when, like, COVID first hit, and we usually go to my parents' house for what we call green dinner, which is a bunch of St. Patrick's Day-type food, but also just fun green, like, you know, green jello and and green river. Um, But she made a point to make an extra bit of of corned beef to send home with me because we couldn't eat together at the time. Um, So I always look forward to that and just the leftover sandwiches later on. We also – I think we're going to have to start thinking about what we're going to do and who we're going to include this year in our 2024 version of the Pizza Madness Tournament. Yeah, so last year we did pizza, we did wings, and we did beef. Was pizza the first one we did? Pizza was the first one. The wings one got really passionate and really heated, so everybody's just got to cool off a little bit yes. when it comes to the food bracket <laughs> and have fun with it, all right? Yes. So uh, Keyword is fun. So last year, how many pizza spots did we have on the bracket? We did a full 64. We had 64. Year. Yeah, and I think there are some that we can switch out. We got a lot of great suggestions yeah. after after the fact, even though we did run this by a few people. I do like the idea of a playing game. Yeah, for sure. Well, multiple playing games, in yeah. my opinion. Oh, I think so. Um, yeah, we need to start brainstorming. And if anybody has any recommendations that maybe we missed last year when it came to the pizza bracket, feel free to fire it our way and we will consider it. What, what time of year did we do it last? We kicked it off the same week of... Uh, of uh, the NCAA tournament. Oh, that's so, right. Okay. So, like, we have a lot of time here. So we got but, a couple months here. But to kind of get, you know, 
get those juice like get the 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 wheels rolling there. Yeah. I also, you know, this is also an alert to the the pizza places that we know are going to be a part of this. Kind of get your plans ready, guys. I know Dance Pizza, they're all of Downers Grove had QR codes all over the place to vote for them. So it's like <laughs> You know, we have people who give us a hard times. Like, no way that place got that many votes. Like, you right. know what? You can. Yeah, it's an online thing, so you yeah. got to be aggressive and you got to utilize social media and you got to take advantage of that. Because I think places that did really well are places that everybody knows of. One that have been mm-hmm. around for a long time and are good. Yeah, and two really, really put an effort in when it came to the social media component. Of I mean, it. our our final two weren't chain places. They it was Fox's, you know, South Suburbs and yeah. Giorgio's all the way up in Crystal Lake. And I had someone recently, they were there and they were texting me about it and they, yeah. they loved it. So um, that is, uh, we'll do that. We'll do the beef and we'll do the wheel. I think that's enough. We don't need to do any more brackets. No. Three is enough. Three is enough uh, for, our, for our own sake. Yeah. The wing one got a little <laughs> crazy. So um, all right. Anything else from you, Mike? What do you any restaurants you're looking forward to trying in 2024? So I, I saw Joe Flam open is opening a new place uh, in Fulton Market area. That, and after going to Rosemary for the first time, I'm now a Joe Flam believer. Uh, <laughs> so I will try anything that that he's making. And really, I am I am up for. I'm going to get to be around the city more often. I also think we're more comfortable bringing Molly out this way more. So. I'm taking suggestions, folks. Please send them my way. There you go. Send them Mike's way. I would say that um, I've got a handful. I will yeah. say, and I can't believe I haven't been there yet because it's about a six-minute walk, is a Schneider's Deli, which I want to get them oh, on. Okay. Schneider's Deli is uh, on Ohio, the Ohio mm-hmm. Street Motel that's been there forever. The little office-looking building on the corner there. Uh, it's a new deli, Schneider's Deli, and okay. I've been meaning to get there. The reviews are are great. It's in it's a it's a Jewish deli. They've got all the all the big hits that you could expect out of a place like that. Um, that is one spot that I am very much looking forward to. And I've been craving a burger, and I have still yet to be to Red Hot Ranch. So I've got to check. Oh, I've got to Kevin, check that one off. We the need list to make well. that happen. Yeah, we will. I had a new like recent substitute for Red Hot Ranch out in Glen Allen. I hadn't been in a couple months. I was craving it over the weekend. Looked it up. They closed. So <laughs> now I need another I need another. I mean, I love Red Hot Ranch, but I need something that's accessible because it is comfort food burgers. Like the way, trust me, when you have it, you'll know. <laughs> Nick Kindle's Burger brings it up every time we talk burgers, and there's a reason for it. Well, I will get to that. Uh, <laughs> that's Mike Piff. I'm Kevin Powell. Lots more to come on Chicago's very own Eats in 2024. We appreciate you listening. Happy New Year for Mike. I'm Kevin Powell. This is Chicago's very own Eats.